know what I'm doing. Ah, that's all right. You didn't know what you were doing today either. <laughs> Wendell. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I just want to pray real quick. Yeah, Jesus, we just thank you, God. We just thank you just for the honor, just to represent you, God. We just thank you just for the honor to just know you. Jesus, we just thank you for the honor that you picked us, you chose us. Um, even when we didn't think we, wow, deserved it, God. Even when we told you we didn't want you. Even when we were rejecting you, God. Even when we were living our life through a mess, God. It didn't matter, God. I thank you, Lord, that you looked at us, God. Way beyond who we saw. When we looked in the mirror, we might have saw trash. It didn't matter, God. But Lord, you saw us the way that you designed us, God. You created us, Father. And Lord, you dreamt us, God, in the secret place. You said before I formed you, I knew you, God. You planned every one of us, God. We weren't an accident from our parents. No way. Who knows? We were planned from the beginning of time. So God, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you that we can have the grace just to receive just your love, God. I thank you that receiving your love changes everything, God. I thank you. It's not about trying to work up anointing or giftings or none of that. God, the key is to receive your love and see ourselves the way you see us, God, and we will really be free to love ourselves and love our neighbor without an agenda, God. But God, we will lift the bricks of of despair and the things that people have put on them in life, Lord, and we get to lift the burden off of humanity. Jesus, thank you. Ah, we love you, Jesus. Amen. Ah. God, so good. Man, I'm getting messed up, man, more. You know what's happening. This week has messed me up. Ah, I was up here yesterday and during worship, and I closed my eyes, and I saw these eyeballs, like, right by my eyeballs, these big eyeballs. And then I saw my, me in those eyeballs. And I knew that those were the father's eyeballs, and I was seeing me in his eyes. And the Lord said, this is it. This is, this is how it all happens, is right here. He's like, you just get so close and see yourself in the reflection of my eyes. Man, I'll be honest with you, I was tired tonight. (laughs) Okay, I'll be honest with you, I was tired yesterday too. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So yesterday morning, um, there's a friend of mine. It's actually overseas in another country. Okay. So there's a female that's a friend of mine in another country, and she's watching live right now. So can, everybody, can we just turn around and give a little heart? No, turn around real quick. Show the look at the camera, and everybody go, whoop, whoop. All right. So... So um, yesterday, I got up, and I was just kind of preparing, and she said, how you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm doing good. But honestly, I was like so tired. And I go, honestly, I'm so tired. I just want to go home. <laughs> Not super spiritual, right? I'm sorry. Whatever. So, but I was thinking about it. I was like, why do I want to go home? I'm like, I'm tired. But the Lord was like 
saying like, you know what the Lord's teaching me? It's not wrong to process your emotions. Like, don't be afraid to figure out, like, if you're having stinking thinking, don't just be like, oh, I, I rebuke that, I cut that off. Like, I can't have those thoughts that I want to go home now. It's like, no, ask yourself questions like, why do I want to go home right now? And I was thinking about, I was like, okay, honestly, I like meetings in the buildings, but sometimes I just want to get outside of the building more. Yeah. And so I was thinking, I was like, I think I just want to be outside more. So I was thinking, okay, what do we got going? I was like, okay, we're going to go out in the city today and just go. And it's not just all about just trying to, like, evangelize everywhere. Honestly, I like going shopping. I like cool clothes, man. Check these socks out. Like, you got to admit, those are, like, cool socks, right? So I like to shop. But then when we shop, I like to talk to the cashiers and, like, tell them how awesome they are and how much God loves them. And yesterday we got some ice cream, and this lady had a big, like, a hickey on her neck. And, okay, one of the people on the team was like, ooh, you know, what's that all about, you know? And, and um, you know, I used to look differently at people. Like, I used to maybe look at that, and I'd be thinking, oh, man, like, I just know she's in sin. You know, or I might, no, honestly, I, I might think, like, oh, my gosh, I bet you she's not even married. I, I would, I would have these thoughts, and it wasn't wrong, it was just where I was at back then when I first got saved not that long ago, it was a church I came out of, and it just was all about doing good. Every day I'd wake up, I just didn't want to sin. Like, like, that was my whole life. I was like, God, I love you, and I don't want to say a swear word today, and my workers would say a swear word, and, and it was honestly all about me just trying to stay clean and pure. Like, like my, my life was like, I got saved, but now i got to stay clean, and I was worried about getting dirty in the world. Oh my gosh, I think a lot of the church is doing the same thing. Have you been there? Sin management? Oh my gosh. It's a dead end, where you out road. It's crazy how your heart can really get changed though, right? My heart's not like it used to be, and I'm glad. Like when I saw her, I didn't even think about that. Like, sin, you know what I thought? I was like, I bet she might be having a hard time, maybe. And I just asked God, God, what do you love about her? And he said, she's courageous. She's been through so much heartache in her life, but she kept getting back up. She kept getting back up, and she never quit, and she is strong. And so we just said that. We're like, you are strong. You are a fighter. There is nothing in this life that will ever keep you down. You are a survivor, girl. And her eyes just, like, lit up. And she's like, who said that? I said, God said that. You're dead. And she just smiled, man. Man, it's just awesome. All right, I don't even know what we're doing. Ah, oh, Jesus is so good. I just, oh, I was going to, I don't know what I was going to do. I'm doing my introductions now. Okay. Hmm. My daughter's watching right now, too. So I have, um, my daughter's my oldest. She is 21 years old. My son is my second oldest. He is 21 also. They're 10 months apart. My youngest son is 19. I'm sorry, I'm a little, like, intoxicated up here with God's love right now. But my daughter's watching, and, and she's awesome. All right. God, you're so good. Man, 
Oh, man, my introduction looks really long. Oh, man, God. I don't know what to do. All right, I'm skipping my introduction, okay? Okay, we have to do something. It's really important. I need to... Um, we had a couple graduates from our school that came a little bit late, and it's so crazy um, for me to even think I have a school. It's really crazy, man, because um, for me, it feels so, like, new still. Like, it feels like, honestly, I don't even know how this is working yet. I don't. I don't have it all figured out. I got an online school. It's like, come sign up. We'll teach you how to do all this stuff. I don't even know how it works. You already signed up and graduated, so now I tell you the truth. (laughs) But what I'm finding out, I'm finding out it's actually, like, it's simpler than what I thought it was. Like, like, this whole thing is simpler than what I thought it was. And, And I think about even, like, my children, they're adults now, but, but they live at home. And you know, what, you know what I really love to do just about more than anything? I love to spend time with my kids. Like, like, like they're older now. And when, I, when, I was, when they were younger, I was so busy, like, trying to figure a career out and, like, trying to, like, get, do life. And, and I actually used to care more about their actions back then. I used to care about their grades. I used to just be more... Um, focused on, like, what they were doing, whether they're doing right or wrong, and uh, it's so interesting now, like, in my heart, it's not, all I want to do is I want to spend time with them, that's it, like, my daughter came down a a couple weeks ago, and you know what we did? We baked cakes together, you know what, I'm on Pinterest, we did, I asked, do you have that picture up, Luis? Look at that. That's a cake. That's Captain America. We spent eight hours on that bad boy. I know. I tell everybody, like, I'm turning into a girl, but I don't care. But I love spending time with my daughter. I'm just sitting there, and we're rolling dough on, like, the table and doing all this stuff. But I'm sitting there looking at her, and I'm like, I'm spending time with you right now. My, my oldest son... We go to the gym because he likes to work out. I know I'm getting some muscles too. I know you noticed. But you know what? I don't even do it for that. I do it to hang out with him. I told him, I said, you better not leave anytime soon because the only reason I go to the gym is so I can hang out with you. So you know what we do? We work out for like a half hour to an hour. And then we sit in the sauna and we talk about girls together. Yeah. And, and. My son gives me girl advice. He does. He coaches me. It's awesome. And then my, my youngest son, Brandon, he's 18. And how we spend time together right now is he's the only one living at home right now. So one of my least favorite things to do is to actually grocery shop. It is. It's like one of my least favorite things. So if you go to our house and look in the fridge, you'll be like, OMG, you need a lady. Okay, anyway. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I ain't going to do that all night long. I'm just playing. So, um, but the other day, I went to go grocery shopping for my son. And I was going to get, like, two weeks' worth of groceries. But my son always wants to go grocery shopping with me because he wants to make sure I don't just get good food. Like, I got to get, you know, the Doritos. He loves gummy bears. He loves 
great, you know, those red vines. Like, he wants to go with me to make sure I get all the stuff he likes. And I'm super cool with that. Like, I'll give him, okay, this is amount for, like, junk food, whatever you want. Have out at sun. And we just go shopping. So the other day I went to go shopping. Brandon couldn't make it. And I was going to get two weeks' worth of food. And I had this thought. I was like, if I do that now, I might not see my son for two more weeks. Because he's at 18 years old. Like, he doesn't necessarily want to hang around me right yet, right? My daughter and my oldest son like to hang out with me. My youngest son's kind of like, I'm not cool enough yet. So I'm thinking, okay, I'll get like three days' worth of food. Because that way Brandon will want to hang out with me. That might be manipulation. I don't know. But I call it like, I want to hang out with my son, right? And when I was doing that, the father spoke to my heart. He's like, he's like, Jason, that's, I'm the same way with my kids. He's like, sometimes my kids want to know why I don't give them the whole master plan of their life. Like, like we pray, God, show me what my life is. And that's why he doesn't give us like a blueprint, like a 20-year plan. And he gives you one step. It's because he wants intimacy. He wants relationship. He wants to just talk to us. And so he'll give us one little piece of the puzzle so we'll come back for more, not just to have revelation, but to have connection. Is that cool? Man. Oh, God, you're so good. Okay, we want to give a couple, there's a couple uh, students that graduated, and we didn't celebrate them yet. And so will you guys, um, we're going to have them come up, get their certificates, and if we can applaud them, there's two students, Johnny Torres and Don Linder, you guys want to come on up? Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Come on up. Thank you for letting us do family time real quick. Okay, we're going to play a video. So I think it was like 2009. Um, Zach was talking about the Disneyland video. Has anybody not seen it yet? Raise your hand. Awesome. Okay, good, good. So kind of the backstory on this is I got saved in like 2007. I had a mom that was just probably a lot like you guys, just whack, crazy, like just, like my mom, oh my goodness, she would always know when I was messing up, like she would, she just would, and I just was trying to get my mom off my back, and be like, mom, just oh, leave me alone, man, like I don't want Jesus, and I want to get her off my back, so I have this bright idea that I'm just going to go to church, just to tell her I did it, and it doesn't work for me. And so I went to, like, this little bitty, um, it was called Susanville Assembly of God. And my thinking was, if I go to the little bitty church, obviously God won't be there, right? So I went to the smallest church I could find. And I did, and me and my drinking buddy, his name's Puga, he's this really big Hispanic gentleman. Um, Because we would go to the bars, we were partying, I went through a, a divorce, all this crazy craziness. But he's this big Hispanic, so we sit in the farthest seat that we could sit, like, in the corner of the church. And at the end of the service, the pastor has an altar call. And I don't even know, like, it was more dead than this service right here. That was hard to imagine. No, I'm just kidding, man. I'm the one with the mic. It's not your fault. I'm just playing. But anyway, I was sitting in the, all the way in the back, and it was, like, stone cold. I couldn't feel, well, I wasn't even trying to feel God's presence. I was just sitting there just ready to call my mom afterwards and just tell her that 
like, Jesus isn't for me. But then the, the pastor grabbed the microphone at the very end, and he didn't say anything, like, super cool or anything. Or it wasn't even loud. He just monotone, like, and he just said, if you don't know Jesus, he's like, I just don't want to let you go unless you have an opportunity to come meet him. And what happened in my heart that minute, unbelievable. I was just super calm, getting ready to call my mom. And all of a sudden, I had so much panic. To me, it felt like if we were at the Super Bowl, and all of a sudden, it's halftime show, and some guy just kind of walks up to you and taps you, hands you the microphone, and then like, live, Super Bowl, halftime show, boom, and all the cameras, and you see yourself up on the screen. And they're like, you got like 10 minutes, do whatever you want. Like, that's the type of, like, panic that hit my heart. Like, my heart's like, boom, 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 boom. And I'm sitting back there, and I'm literally thinking, what in the heck is going on? And I I grab the, the, the pew, and I know what's happening. I know that there's something pulling on me to want to go up front. But I don't know what that means. Like, I don't know... Like, like, I was in business. I had, like, 13 employees, and we'd have, like, profit and loss statements, and I could calculate, like, all the money where it would go. Like, I liked having things that I understood. All I knew was something's happening in my heart that's crazy. I know I'm, there's, whatever that force is, is wanting me to come up here. Okay? But in my mind, I'm like, okay, I got a yes, and I have a no. No, I don't know what no means, but yes means I might be a little bit like my mom. <laughs> little backstory. My mom used to do deliverance sessions in our garage, casting demons out on Friday night. <laughs> my mom got a hold of this book called Pigs in a Parlor. I don't know if you ever heard about it. If you haven't, it teaches you how to cast demons out. And so my mom gets hold of this book, and so my mom would have deliverance sessions Friday nights in our garage. She would drive around the city looking for people talking to themselves, and that was way before Bluetooth. So I'm thinking, oh my gosh, if I go up there, am I going to be doing deliverance sessions? Those, it's, no, I don't want to do that. But there was something pulling in my heart that I didn't, I didn't know for sure what. I, there was just something pulling in my heart, man. And I, I closed my eyes, and I'm like, and I'm talking to myself. I'm like, Jason, you are not going up there no matter what. You calm down. You breathe like Lamaze class because I had kids. I'm doing my Lamaze breathing, sitting in my chair. I'm like, you control yourself. You are not going up there no matter what. And I open up my eyes to see, like, how Puga's doing, my friend. Because I'm like, oh, my gosh, what's happening to him? So I open up, and I peek over. And Puga is running to the altar, crying like a baby. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, Puga's gone. I guess I'm going to the bar with JD next weekend and calm down. My heart's still pounding. And then the, the pastor, he's like, he's like, there's somebody else. There's some people here. There's somebody else. I, I can feel it. And, and he's like, we're not going to quit. We're going to go just a little bit longer. There's somebody else. And he's like, if that's you, you probably know it's you because you look at your shirt and your shirt's probably moving out. Boom, boom, boom. I look down and my shirt's. Doo, 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 and I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I'm just holding on. I'm just trying to hold on. But there's something about the love of God that can constrain you, man. There's something about the love of God that is so strong. It's like a vice. 
We talk about the Holy Spirit's a gentleman. Sometimes he's not. Sometimes he's not. Sometimes he's violent. Sometimes he'll squeeze you. And I'm like, I give up. I give up, man. And so I did. I ran. I got born again that day, too. That was in 2007. And so then I, I, I was bawling like a baby to you. But I called my mom after the service, but it wasn't the same phone call. I was bawling. I was like, Mom, you won't believe what happened. I went to church today. I get you off my back, and you tricked me, Mom. I was like, I got saved. She's like, I know. When I, when I, and I remember crying. I remember asking my mom. I was like, Mom, everything seems different. Like the world looks brighter. I just remember like going outside, and I just remember the colors just look different. And I asked my mom, I was like, Mom, is this going to stay? And she's like, son, it's going to stay. It's awesome. So then I felt I was supposed to move to Reading, not because of Bethel. I just, actually, there was a, the business I was in had a store in Reading. And I always wanted to run that particular branch in Reading. And so I would drive from Susanville, California on Saturday nights to go to this other location. And I'd walk around the building and I would talk to it. I'd be like, someday I'm going to own you, and someday I'm going to paint you. I don't know what I was doing, but I was dreaming in my heart I wanted to take that business over someday. And so when I found out God said, I want you to go to Bible school, my first thought was, Reading. I've always wanted to live in Reading. So I plan on going to Bible school there. And so I tell my mom, I was like, Mom, I'm moving. And she goes, I know. <laughs> and then she says, you're moving to Reading, aren't you? I've never talked to my mom about Reading one time. And I go, Mom, how do, you, how do you know that? She said, I had a dream last night. And in my dream, you were in Reading. Or in, in my dream, I was in Reading. This is my mom speaking. And I asked the Lord, Lord, why am I in Reading? And the Lord said, because Jason is moving there to go to school. And so then my mom told me about Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry. And no, no, she told me about Bethel Church. I didn't know about there was a school of ministry. I was going to go to like a normal Bible school because all I knew was Assemblies of God. So I'm like, senior pastor, um, like uh, children's pastor, or youth pastor, right? And Because God said, you're called to the ministry. And so I'm like, okay, <laughs> senior pastor, uh, youth pastor, children's pastor. And they all look wor- the same bad. Like, none of them look good, right? But I'm like, God, I'll suffer for the gospel. I'll do anything, man. And so then I, I go to, what's that? Yeah, you heard me sing. You're right, I probably should have done that. So... So anyway, so I'm like thinking I'm going to Bible school. I'm going to be one of these pastors in a suit. And, but I'll do anything for Jesus, right? Because like when you get saved, you don't even care what it looks like. You're like, like, seriously, you don't care. You're like, yes. Zach said it the other night. Yes to whatever the question is. Yes to whatever the question is. And so um, my mom says, go to Bethel Church, though. Go to Bethel Church. So I remember walking into Bethel Church on, it's 2007. I don't know the exact day. But I remember when I walked in the door. Um, just what I felt. I remember it felt like tingles everywhere. I remember I walked through and I was like, what the heck? Just tingles. I didn't see anything but tingles. And I walked up and I remember sitting over here in the sanctuary and, and at Bethel and, and I was just in awe. I feel it right now. All you have to do is really engage. Like the same presence is here, man. I, I got my life changed the other night up here seeing God's eyes. It's been some of the most powerful worship I've ever been in the other night when Zach led worship. 
Like, God is here. He's doing stuff here. But I remember, like, just sitting there, and they started talking about miracles happening in the streets, this and that. This uh, guy, his name's Chris Overstreet, got up and was preaching, and, and he was just on fire. And I just remember I was crying there, and I was just like, God, I don't even know what any of this stuff is. I didn't know about miracles. Like, I didn't know real, normal people like you guys and me could, like, pray for people and they get healed. I thought Benny Hinn had that market cornered, man. You know, like, I, seriously, like, I, I, I saw him on TV, and I figured he might be telling the truth, but I don't know. Like, I thought you had to be born with some special something to be special, like the president of the United States. It was for, like, one or two people. But then all of a sudden, I saw, like, people like us, all age groups, young and old, and some dressing cool like Russell, wherever he's at, you know, and others dressed like, no, just kidding. Like, I won't go there, but, just, you know, just dress like different ways. And then... But they'd all be up sharing the same stories. They'd be sharing stories how people got touched in Walmart or in Kmart or wherever they went. They were just loving people and miracles would happen. And I'm like, and then I found out they had a school. Supernatural. And I'm like, this sounds way more fun. I don't have to wear a suit. So I signed up in 2007. And they just started, like, teaching us about dreaming with God and, and, and just building in the spirit. And they would tell us if money was no object, you couldn't fail, and you had no fear, what's inside your heart? That's, that's what I love about this whole conference over and over. Like, Chris, the dreaming, Rochelle's just talking, like, what's inside of you? It's not a cookie-cutter thing. And it's so cool. Like, the church is really getting liberated. It's so awesome. I got to hear Harold today. He actually, he's teaching on our Love Says Go Academy too. He just filmed a session for us, for our next school. Harold did. And he was talking about like different levels of revelation of the, of the church and how you go from one to the next. Is it okay if I share just a little bit? Okay. I, I won't share all of it, but you can sign up for the school in January. Okay. But you have to go through the first one first. Anyway. So anyway, he said, um, the first one is, is salvation. It's like a church that's all about, it's about salvation and and you're a sinner, and there's a lot of theology to it, and it's salvation, you get saved. The next level, or a lot of churches, it's Pentecostal, it's, it's charismatic, where now they add the Holy Spirit. So now the Holy Spirit, you can, you can pray for the sick, and you can, you can operate in the Holy Spirit. The third, I remember, I remember, hang on, don't tell me, I, I remember, kingdom, kingdom. See, I'm smart. Kingdom. And so it's where you're, you're manifesting the kingdom, but he said the highest level is father-son relationship. The highest level, it's that when Jesus came, not just for sinners, like, like not, okay, because he talks about, like, the, the, the basic theology of a lot of the church is that Jesus came because we're sinners, which we know he came because of sin, but, but, but your, your identity wasn't a sinner. Sin was what was on you, and he had to get it off of you because you're a son, you're a daughter of God, and there was value. that So he, he saw the sin, but it was keeping you down, so he had to rip it off of you to get to you. But you are the one with value. It's not about sinners. It's about sons and daughters of daddy. Man. But it's a revelation of his love and the value of the cross and the value that he imputed into every human being. It's because before he formed you, he knew us, man. He doesn't see sinners. He sees sin that's keeping him him separated from his loved ones. It's 
powerful. It's awesome, huh? Man, I get intense sometimes. <laughs> I'm not bipolar, man. I've been checked out. <laughs> I feel like this, like love, like this papa bear, love, come here, I want to hug. But then when I feel like the love of God and the cross, man, I just feel this, this, ah, that will do anything. And I know it's not my love. I know it's not me. I've never been like this before. It happened about two years ago when I started reading about the cross. And I used to be really into just laying on my carpet all the time. Like, I soaked so long. I was so hungry after God, man. I'm not telling you to do this. One time, oh, I'll tell you. Okay. I got the mic. You're listening. I might as well tell you. I spent 21 days in my room one time. Don't do that unless God tells you to. Cool stuff happened. <laughs> it did. But, but I was going after encounters. Like, I wanted these supernatural encounters, and they started to happen. Like, they did, man. Things started happening. God would speak to me about the numbers 10 in the Bible were important into my life. And I would be praying, and I'd be sitting there, and I'd be, like, on my desk. I'd be praying, and I'd open up my eyes, and there'd be a $10 bill that wasn't there a second ago. It would manifest, and now there's a brand-new $10 bill. And I would look at it, and the Holy Spirit would say, look at the serial number. And I'd look at the serial number. And it would have my age, or not my age, you have to guess. It has my birthday on there. I'm always thinking about my age because everybody's like, ah. You know, I get more reaction out of people when I tell them how old I am than when I preach. (laughs) So I'm not even going to tell you. I've been at churches where all week long on the last day, they're like, you know, we've been all trying to guess your age. We've got this pool. Like, they got a little grid, and everybody's got their guesses on my age, and they got money, you know. I'm not even telling you. I figured out on your own. I'm Asian, so add like 25 years. You'll be close. Okay. Where am I? What? Oh, $10 bills. So I'd just be in my bedroom, man. And God would be showing up. I, like, I'd be praying and flashes of light would go poof. And wind would start blowing. But I also like reality. You know what I mean? Like I want to know it's not the air conditioner. So I got duct tape and I duct taped all my vents in my room and and I rolled up a towel and put it against my door and I got duct tape and I duct taped all the way so there'd be no like chance of it being a natural wind and then I got like cardboard and I I put cardboard in my window and I got blankets and I put them over so there'd be no light in my room and I'd just be like Holy Spirit I just love you so much because I read Benny Hinn Good Morning Good morning, Holy Spirit. And, but one thing that's been in my heart ever since I met God is that, that if I see somebody else doing something, I know I can have it too. Not because I was born with it, because I'm a son now. And I feel we all have the same thing. God raises up men and women, like, like, like gifts them and graces them that they are born and maybe they have an angelic visitation or maybe something does happen special to them, but it's to cause holy jealousy for the rest of us so we can learn to be like, I can have that too now. I didn't even know it was available until he does it. But he's like, children, do you guys want it too? You ever been at a birthday party and the parent comes out with a cake and he goes and he gives one child a piece of cake? What happens to all those other faces? They're like, me too, me too. That's what God wants us to do when we see something like that, right? I really believe that. I believe that. This morning... I was, had Starbucks, and I was bringing it in, had all the Starbucks, and no one else had Starbucks, and they were all drinking their other coffee, you know, that you have here, I'm sorry, 
but I'm almost like wanting to like hide it, like, okay, like, we just got Starbucks, you know, like, don't want you to see. And the Lord's like, no, show it off. I'm like, <laughs> he's like, that's what I do with the kingdom. That's what I do when you're in love. That's what he's like, show it off. Show it off. Sometimes if you're in a relationship, okay, I'm not talking about her again. I'm ignoring the camera right now. But sometimes when you're in a relationship and you're all, everybody's like, how's it going? And it's almost like they're hinting that you kind of feel sorry that everything's going good. You almost feel like, oh my God, just got to add a little bit. Well, they just aren't, you got to, you feel guilty for everything to be going good. And God is like, no, I want the gospel to be so bright, so happy, so awesome that you can cause holy jealousy in the world. Don't keep it silent. Don't think you have to, like, make it like everything else. It's not like everything else. Man. And so I would be in my room, and stuff would start happening. But then about two years into it, I would do the same thing I've always done. Just lay on the carpet. Holy Spirit, come. And I'd be like, hello? Okay, hello? And then I went on for, like, months of, like, and you know what happened? It it got me, like... Honestly, it got me a little bit insecure. I'm like, what happened between us? No, I would start thinking, like, did I sin? Did I miss it? Like, what happened? I'm, I'm like, literally recollecting what was the last time I had that angelic visitation? What was the last time I had that out-of-body thing? Or, you know, like, got sucked up to heaven? Like, God was doing this stuff in my life. I'm like, when was the last time? And I'm trying to pinpoint some sin or some, like, missing the mark or something. And I can't find anything. Not that I'm perfect, but I couldn't find anything. And, I, and I, I spend, so my kids go off to their mom's house for summer. And I spend seven days. I laid in one spot on my carpet for, well, I had a week. And I'm like, I'm kind of determined sometimes. I am. But God likes my hunger. He likes, but it's not hunger. I don't know. I just, I've always been passionate about anything that's in my heart. I just want to go all out, man. I was going all out for the devil. Now I'm going all out for the king of kings, man. And we win. I'm on the winning team now. Serious. It's awesome. So I was laying there, and after about three days, like in one spot, God speaks to me. He's like, son, he's like, I'm not showing up in soaking anymore. And I go, why? And he showed me a picture of him. He showed me a picture of a, a puppy dog. And you just like kind of touch a puppy dog. And it's like, rolls over. It's like, right here right here. And he's like, you love my presence. You love feeling my presence. But as soon as you have an ounce of my presence, you lie down on the floor. He's like, there's more training to do. He's like, I love spending time with you, but I want you to read about the cross. He's like, son, find me in the cross. And so I was day three. So I jump up and I, I grab my Bible and I start just like digging through that thing. And anything I could find. And I started finding all of this crazy revelation of what Jesus did and restored everything back to the beginning, but not even back to the beginning, but better than the beginning because now we're in a different covenant. It's better than Adam and Eve. I thought it was Adam and Eve, but now it's co-union. It's oneness now. And I started seeing how Jesus got like thorns around his head because there was a curse at the garden that he took away. And then one day the father was saying, son, Look at the story of Barabbas in the Bible and Pilate. And so I'm like, and I'm just like this, I was just ferociously reading about this and God was showing me all this stuff about the cross. And he showed me, he's like, he's like, son, look at this. He says, this was the great exchange. 
He said, this is the moment that, that I've been waiting for from the beginning. And I'm like, tell me more. Everybody say, tell me more. Tell me more. So he's showing, and I'm, and I'm picturing this. As I read scriptures, I'll imagine it, like visualizing it. And I would see Jesus over here, just like in the movie. Perfect, man. Like, not even perfect. Not even a bad thought. And then over here, you got Barabbas. And, and the Bible says that, that he was a murderer. It doesn't say that he was accused of murder falsely. It says that he was, he was guilty, man. And we know he deserves to die. Do you agree? Like, he deserves to die. And the Lord was showing me, he's like, look up the name of Barabbas. And I, I looked it up, and Bar means son of Abba. And the father was showing me, he's like, this guy over here, I don't know what his life was like. I don't know what Barabbas' like, what life was like, but I could imagine that maybe he didn't have the best life. Because usually it's hurting people that hurt people, right? Usually. Not always. Usually. But, it, but regardless, it doesn't matter what he, it doesn't matter, the, it doesn't matter what he's done. It doesn't matter what the charges are against him. Are you hearing me? It doesn't matter. The father is saying, that's daddy's boy over there. That's daddy's boy. He doesn't see himself. But I'm going to send my other son over here so I can get this son back. And it's a great exchange that you got Jesus over here that gets what he does not deserve. So this guy over here can get what he does not deserve. And it's an exchange life. Is that awesome? Oh, my gosh. Okay, I got to get through my introduction. <clears throat> Man. So I was in first year, and, and they, we started just dreaming with God. If, if, if there was no fear on your life, there was no... It, are we okay? Everybody's leaving. All right, I'm staying. Okay. So they teach us if money was, if, if you couldn't fail, money was no object, and you had no fear, what would you do? And, and they were teaching us that the eyes of our heart, the eyes of our imagination was powerful. They were teaching us that you could actually pray through your heart. Instead of just speaking words, that you could pray through your, the eyes of your heart, Ephesians 1.18, that, that, that you could actually start imagining things. Because in Matthew, I think it's 5.8 or 8.5, it says if you look upon a woman and lust after her, in your heart, it's as if you did it. Well, that's for the negative. What about flipping it? It's a principle. If you could imagine something awesome in the eyes of your heart, it's like you really did it. Okay? So I would sit there and I was like, in real life, I was chickening out in class because I was so afraid in outreach. Like I skipped my first four weeks of outreach. I was so afraid. Everybody's leaving. Is it that good? Okay. It's not distracting. I'm not distracted. I promise. So I was skipping class. I was so afraid for like four weeks and then and it's a long story, but God was getting me out of fear. I would, in my bedroom, though, I would be lining up my pillows because I would have to practice somewhere, right? And I'd put pillows up, and I'd walk up to the pillows like, hi, excuse me, pillow, how are you doing? I know it sounds weird, pillow, but I felt like God sent me to you, and maybe you have a problem with your left elbow, pillow, and okay, yes, I'll be, pray for you. Fire! And the pillow would go flying, and you get healed. Because I just had to start somewhere. And then I start thinking, like, oh, my gosh, that's awesome. But where else can we have fun? And I was like, revival on airplanes. Revival. I would just think of the coolest places for revival to hit. Airplanes, man. They can't get off that airplane. 
I would picture myself getting the microphone after miracles and like getting to preach the gospel and everybody getting saved and glory cloud coming and gold dust coming and everybody getting baptized in the Holy Spirit and walking off the plane. To baggage claim, everybody got saved. Because if you're allowed to dream, why have limits? So I'd think Disneyland. I'm going to like see a revival at Disneyland someday. And I would just captivate it in the eyes of my heart. I would just picture it. And then one day I was driving down to, so that was in first year. In second year, I was driving down to Los Angeles, and I saw a little, um, driving down, there's a sign, and it says, um, I'm getting down to Los Angeles, and it says, Disneyland, and it's a picture of Mickey Mouse slaying the dragon, and then it says, Fantasia, and it says, where all dreams come true. And I'm like, hmm. So we end up getting to this church, and this lady comes up afterwards, and she's like, hey, have you ever, like, wanted to go to Disneyland? Because I got tickets tomorrow, and we all of a sudden can't go, and we have two tickets. Would you like to go? So me and my friend went, went to Disneyland, and we just started. The way we do it, we just, we don't know what's going to happen, but we just ask people. Like, sometimes you see people with pain. Sometimes God gives you clues for pain or whatever, and we just ask people if we could pray for them. And we're going to roll this clip, and then what we're going to do, we're going to have... Um, we're going to go into some ministry time. But I want to show you the, what happened. Got it, Luis? That guy over there just got totally healed. He said, how did you do that? Well, last week he couldn't even move his arm. Um, like, last week you couldn't move, right? No. And now what can you do? Now I can. I, this morning I couldn't rise it past here and now. Which is, <laughs> it's not painful. Okay, let's go again. There's a lot of tension to bring there. Okay, yeah. So the Holy Spirit is thank you for what you're doing. That's cool. Yeah, God's healing your wrist right now. Can you test it out real quick? Just test it out. <laughs> Take your brace off and test it out. When God shows up like he's been showing up today, a lot of times you don't have to say a word. He just does it because it's in his presence. There's healing because God is healing. It doesn't hurt. Cool, huh? yeah. Can you feel better? Yeah. I didn't play all practice yesterday because my back hurt. That's so insane. Feel oh my god, that feels so good. I can go like this. <laughs> you know who did that? Jesus. I know. Yeah. Do you know him? Yeah. You know him personally? You asked him in your heart? You want to know him personally? Yeah, I do. Okay, let's pray. I'm going to turn this off. All right, hey, prayer. Who wants to know Jesus personally? I do. Repeat after me, Jesus. Jesus. Thank you for your presence here. Thank you for your presence here. Thank you for healing us. Thank you for healing us. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your love. Thank you. You're the God of our lives now. And help us to fall more in love with you. In Jesus' name, Amen. Invite your presence to come. Yeah, you guys know what to do, man. Grab his name. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We command this knee. We command this knee to be healed. To be healed. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Right now. Right now. 
Okay, check it out. Check that out. Mejio shoulder. He had a sling on, strained his arm. He, he, he couldn't lift it past here. He could raise his hand, he could punch. Garrett hurt his shoulders, he could move his shoulders. I think everybody should know Jesus. Yes. How long have you known him? Uh, I used to not believe in him until now, to what I just saw. <laughs> Okay, well, I think we need transition. I didn't realize how late it was. We want to do a fire tunnel. Is that cool still? We want to do a fire tunnel, and then we also want the Love Says Go Academy people, if you want healing, um, we can pray for you afterwards, but let's, we'll do a fire tunnel, okay? So if everybody wants to just stand up, I'm just going to do a quick prayer for you. Wow. Sorry, I didn't realize it was so late, guys. All right. Put your hand over your heart. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Lord. So, Lord, we just thank you, God, and, Lord, we just thank you just for this weekend, and, Lord, we just thank you for Pastor Zach and Rochelle for just hosting this awesome conference, God. And we just thank you that our lives really were changed this week, God. Every one of us, I know, has, has some story. Every one of us had something that just went to the new level with you, God. So we thank you for that. And, Lord, we also just thank you for the fire tunnel, God, that just there would be something special that would happen, God. Let's just save the best for last, God. Lord, we just ask that hearts would really just be branded and marked, God, with your love for us tonight, God. We just ask that supernaturally, even if there's no word spoken, God, that you would really do something deep in our heart, Lord. And so, Lord, we just bless you. We just pray you just seal everything uh, that would happen this weekend, God, and this week, Lord. We just pray that our, that our lives would, would, would continue to just fall more in love with you, God, as, as we receive more of your love for us first. In Jesus' name, amen. Bam, 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 bam. Right, you want to do a fire tunnel? So we can have uh, some of the Love Says Go Academy students, uh, interns. Let's get our prayer team. If we could have our prayer team come up right now. Come on, just lift our hands. Thank God for his love and his presence. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Wasn't that awesome? Did you guys get blasted with some joy? Amen. So here's what we're going to do. Some churches call this a car wash. Some call it a fire tunnel. What it is is impartation. And we're just going to bless you, impart to you. So if you want impartation, all you have to do is walk through and we're going to pray over you. And if you've ne- the first time I've ever been through anything like this was at a, an old youth thing that Lou Engel had with uh, actually Sean Bolts was a part of it years ago. I mean, a long time ago. Rock the Nations. Remember that? Does anyone remember that thing? And I remember walking through and at the very end, I like fell down. I'm not saying you're going to do that. And I was literally changed forever. I mean, God just did so much inside of me. So we're going to get ready. And uh, would you just lift your hands and thank God for his love and his presence. Prayer team, come on, just start praying and stir it up. Stir it up right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for what you're going to do. We're here to just release fire, the fire of your love, the fire of your presence. Thank you for Jason and the passion. Lord, we're here to release the spirit of revival, Lord. We're here to release what you've put inside of us, God. 
from the inner cities to the outer nations. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. All right, all right. So here's what we're going to do. If you want, uh, as we're doing this, you can be dismissed when you're done. If you want impartation, let's start a line right over on this side. So just go ahead on this section. Just come over the wall and just start coming in this way. Just come on through. And then go out that way. Make sure we have room. Ushers, if we could, move some of those chairs on the front. Make sure there's room to go out. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All right. Come on. Let's do this. Amen. Bless you.